On today's show, uh-oh, looks like ride-sharing is hurting new car sales. GM says it can be profitable even if car sales crash, and Infinity creates a heritage that never was. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Ever since ride-sharing started to catch on, many have wondered how these new services will impact car ownership. Well, according to a new study, the answer doesn't look good for automakers. Researchers surveyed more than 1,200 residents in Austin, Texas, and found that consumers may buy fewer cars and take fewer trips. They chose Austin because a local law enacted last year forced Uber and Lyft out of the city, and they wanted to see how people's habits changed. They found that 41% of ride-sharing customers started using their own vehicle and 9% bought an extra car. 3% switched to public transit and 42% switched to another smaller ride-sharing service. And overall trips decreased after Uber and Lyft were forced out. In other words, if ride-sharing is an option, people may choose that over car ownership. Uber and Lyft are once again operating in Austin so now researchers are looking into the impact of their return. The study was conducted by the University of Michigan, Texas A&M, and Columbia University. Some of the biggest automotive suppliers in the industry don't buy into Elon Musk's prediction that electric cars will account for half of all sales in the next 10 years. Companies like Delphi, Magna, American Axle, Dana, and BorgWarner say the internal combustion engine will play a major role for decades to come. While these companies supply traditional powertrain components, they are also investing heavily in electrification. They believe EVs will become more popular, but they don't believe the hype that's emanating from the mouth of Mr. Musk. General Motors continues to make impressive financial progress. In a presentation to JP Morgan this week, GM CFO Chuck Stevens said the company can post a net profit of $4 billion to $6 billion even if the USR drops by 25%. He said GM can break even and still maintain its dividend even if the SAR is only 10 to 11 million vehicles. GM also expects to save $2 billion a year by selling Opel and with better vehicle architectures. GM currently replaces an architecture after six years, but expects to get two design cycles with its new architectures. Put it all together and GM expects to cut costs by $6.5 billion when measured from 2014 to 2018. Coming up next, Porsche suffers from some mighty embarrassing fires to its GT3s. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. Embarrassing engine issues have plagued the new Porsche 911 GT3s. The first production run had to be recalled because of engine fires, and the newest ones suffer from high RPM misfires. Concerned U.S. owners mailed Porsche's executives, hoping to discuss the issue and resolve it. Instead, the head of Porsche Motorsport, Dr. Frank Stefan Walliser, flew to Porsche's U.S. headquarters from Germany to talk with them after investigating the issue. To make up for all the problems, 
Porsche will offer a 120,000 mile 10-year warranty for all current generation 911 GT3 engines, and that includes engine replacement costs. Cars generate a whole lot of data, but by 2025, it will be 10,000 times more than what it is today. To mine that data, Toyota, Denso, Ericsson, Intel, Nippon, and NTT Ducomo, a huge mobile phone operator in Japan, have formed the Automotive Edge Computing Consortium. Their goal is to develop an ecosystem for connected cars with a focus on increasing network capacity to house all that data. In the coming months, they hope to expand the consortium with more global technology leaders. Chevrolet is bringing the Camaro ZL1 to the NASCAR Cup Series next year, and they certainly seem to have taken notes from Toyota's new NASCAR Camry, which is more stylized than most NASCAR racers. The ZL1 is sharper and looks much closer to the road car it's based off of than the outgoing SS, which has raced since 2013. You'll be able to see it in action at the Daytona Speed Weeks in February. The Infiniti brand was created in 1989, but its retro Grand Prix-styled EV would have you believe it started in the mid-60s. Infiniti designed this concept car, imagining they found an old Japanese Grand Prix car in a barn. Heritage counts for a lot in the luxury segment, and Infiniti seems to want an aura of heritage. The retro race car will be unveiled at next week's Pebble Beach Concours. And coming up next, why Henry Ford chose the unlikeliest of places to try and create the model community. Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems. We don't succeed unless you do. Henry Ford played a big role in growing Dearborn, Michigan into the suburb that it is today. But it's not the only spot he tried to create a model community. On a recent Autoline this week, our guest shared the story of Fordlandia. He created this, uh, this rubber plantation uh, model town in, in, the, in the middle of, uh, of Brazil. And he really was trying to, again, vertically and horizontally integrate by being able to, to have his own rubber source rather than having to depend on others at a time when there was a lot of uh, question about what was happening in the Pacific with, uh, with different uh, uh, imperial powers and everything else. But he created uh, this model village in the, in the middle of the Amazon, uh, which ultimately uh, failed because the fact that he didn't understand and his folks didn't understand at all what it actually meant to, uh, to have rubber trees. So he created and put them in rows in such a way that was not the way that rubber grows. And ultimately it, it failed as, as one of Henry Ford's uh, concepts. But I think it, it matches what Heather's really pointing out about the rise of Dearborn because it, it, it's a means to an end. It's not necessarily only urban planning or rural planning for its own use. It's because of the fact that it's matching the production system as well in terms of the needs for workers or the needs for raw materials and the rest. Mm -hmm. Fordlandia is a great story because it's Ford literally building an American Midwest-style suburb in the middle of the uh, Amazon jungle there with these Cape Cod-style houses, poorly ventilated. He's feeding indigenous workers hot dogs and hamburgers and things. Just totally didn't work for a number of reasons. 
For more about Henry Ford's desire to create the model suburb, you can watch that entire episode right now on Autoline.tv or on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.